breakfast puppies? This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It is the future. In 1999, you are listening to The Glitter Boys. Well, friends and listeners and followers and good neighbors, we are back to the Rifts World Book Series review. It, we've been away from this one for a bit. Uh, you know, you know, Matthew, I remember when we were first talking about doing this podcast, we're like, oh, what do we all, what can we really talk about? They're just like a, you know, a bunch of books and some topics. We'll be done in a couple of years, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode one, 30 something, and we are only now on world book eight of the flagship yeah. line of the Palladium product line. It's, it's been busy. Yep. Yep. So, Rift Japan, folks. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, ooh, I fielded personally and accepted submissions from other players at my table. More content from Rift Japan than any other Rift's book in my high school years. Really? Yep. Mm. I played more characters from Rift Japan. And I had my players, or sorry, I had players who fielded more. Can I play X from Rift Japan than any other of the Rift source material, including my favorite, which is Rift's New West. Mm. Rift Japan was where it you was know, at. Rift Japan got by me because it came out the year I finished high school, and money got really hard to come by after that. Um. So, yeah, this was like in the era where I stopped buying books for a few years. Mm. Yeah, this was this came out at the height, the height of my no, no, no. Height's not the wrong word. This came, I would say, in my youthful Palladium Prime. Uh, this was 95. I would say my height was 98. But yeah, 95. 95 yeah. was when I had just got a new my first my first ever job. Papa John's Pizza. And I had disposable money, and I was just buying all of the Rift books and Palladium stuff that I could. Yeah, this year I had my first ever apartment, and I bought absolutely nothing except for ramen. <laughs> Ooh, I'm sorry. All right, folks. But, I mean, Samurai's on Dragons, people. Samurai's on Dragons. <laughs> this is my first time through it. It's a fucking badass book, and we're going to get into it. <laughs> Samurai's on Robo Dragons, my friend. Robo Dragons. <laughs> I, you know, I should have said it. I, I realized as it left my mouth, I was yeah. doing it a grave injustice. Okay. Let's give a high level overview of what this is. This book is 218 pages of fucking awesome, is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> We would like to go on record as saying we are unbiased, and yeah. this has just as much validity as uh, the other world books that we think are just as good, like England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you people. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought I'd I get mean, shouted down on Honestly, that. I think this is a, this is a more complete role playing game. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even finish it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's it. I'm out. <laughs> oh okay so anyway yeah rift japan <laughs> it's a good book 
Okay, thanks for tuning in, everybody. <laughs> Why is it a good book? Justify this to me. I was afraid that when I went back into reading this this week, I was going to be hit with a whole series of tsunami-sized waves of, oh. This didn't age well. Oh, no. Oh. Oh. Oh, no. And I was not hit by any. There were a couple of very small ripples like frozen in 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 the swath of sand but <laughs> for the large part i was impressed i was more impressed with this book now than i was as a teenager what about you jacob what do you think so i really appreciate this book it does a real good job without bending way too hard into stereotype um it feels more like loving admiration rather than orientalism Mm -hmm. they also add some really nice things in there one of the best sections on what to do with a millennium tree that i've ever seen in one of the books since millennium trees got introduced Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah it's the there was some thought into how to do the mishmash of the cultures in there rather than like putting things side by side and just going, and it works for some reason. So, you know, it, there was a lot of thought put Mm -hmm. into it. Yeah. Each of the nations, each of the factions that are presented is actually given a somewhat plausible reason for existing within the timeline of rifts earth. Mm -hmm. Even the Republic of Japan which is straight up ripped out of time and plopped into Rip's Earth like two years ago kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Even them, like their whole concept of that, it reminds me a lot of, I don't know if either of you are familiar with the original Earth Dawn role-playing game. Yes. But in that there was a one of the, there was like a cyclical horror that was invading and destroying Earth And in order to escape it, a whole bunch of different civilizations did a whole bunch of different things. And one of them was the greatest city on the planet, Harlanth, which decided that it was going to send itself into another dimension to just wait it out. Kind of like what these people did. Pretty (laughs) much. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. Can we talk about page 21 then? Okay. Absolutely. (laughs) Tell me what's on page 21, Matthew. The most pugnacious samurai that ever was i mean he does kind of look like he's a you what you what mate what'd you say about my mama <laughs> Sorry, my mom. Okay, well, okay let's talk about the art here there's some decent art there's some weird stuff there's here. some amazing art and then there's randy post's art oh yeah which just blows my fucking mind his you know i don't actually know if randy's a male or female i'm just assuming male I don't know anything about the artists except that they are prolific throughout the 90s. And the art they have put through, let's just flip a few pages forward to page 25. Look at this majestic piece of some samurai fucking cutting in half this thing from the void. It's, oh, oh, Oh. it's good stuff. It's a straight up Nurgle demon, Mm -hmm. honestly, but... 
<laughs> yeah, but nobody does demons quite like Nurgle does demons. <laughs> <laughs> Especially nowadays. Yeah. All of yeah. the art in this book is wonderful. Everything from the, you know, the kind of that 90s comic book style that whoever it is that has that W or M or whatever that I don't actually know who that artist is. I'm shaming myself as a Palladium fan. Uh, but, taking away your Palladium fan card. Yeah. Ripping yeah. it up as we speak. But all of the WWM? Yeah. It's probably Vince Martin. Oh, ah, Vince Martin. Yeah. Vince Martin definitely has kind of a 90s era comic book style going on. But then you've got yeah. Randy Post's art, which uh, has this like just totally gritty, badass, this kind of like, <laughs> I associate Randy Post with Shadowrun mm-hmm. because of the suck cheese shark face picture from Shadowrun 2nd edition burned into my brain forever. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people I believe associate RK Post with Vampire mm-hmm. because I think Post did a lot of the more visceral yeah. pieces from that. Yeah, and there's just some straight beautiful pattern stuff too, like on 45. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, just the the wandering sword, uh, excuse me, the living samurai sword. Yeah, picture. just or with the Bushido code. Yeah, he uses a lot of shadow. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. all of the pieces that he draws, it's like there's a whole lot of detail put onto what people are wearing, but they themselves tend to be in some kind of a in shadow. shadow. I love that. Yeah. yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. So, okay. I the whole time that I was reading this and preparing for this episode, I kept going over in my head, how are we going to do this? Are we just going to go from the beginning and, you know, just page by page and say what's there or are we just gonna jam it let's jam this okay. <laughs> because i don't have four hours and you could go like I, page by page i could what's your favorite part of the book jacob my favorite part of the book is actually the really effective cultural breakdown on all of the nations and factions of japan mm-hmm. uh, as uh, a student of history uh the little call outs without direct call back was really really nice um it left me wanting more for out of some things they didn't put in there but it's like everything from the discussion of corporate structures and uh, the the entire republic of japan is thoughtfully put together and the interplay between them makes a fair bit of sense What's your favorite part of the book, Matthew? I love what they did with all the provinces. I, I liked. Yes. I liked all the villages. I loved the amount of interplay that they did with each because we always forget until we watch, you know, something on it. But for for a, a not overly large island, there were a ton of kingdoms mm-hmm. in Japan before before it was unified. And they 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 took all that and put it together in this. And I I think that showed a good breadth of understanding of it. I have historically always felt that in games, be it medieval fantasy games or, you know, Western superheroes or whatever, anything that takes place in an era before mechanized travel. I've always felt that people don't quite understand exactly how much space is in 
physical space. Mm-hmm. Like exactly how much land is in a square mile or such. And when you look at Japan's history and you look back through the the crazy amount of history that Japan has compared to many other parts of the world that have much more spread out pastoral lands, you realize that there were hundreds, if not thousands, of towns and kingdoms that were strangely very far apart from each other, further apart than one might think until one actually sits and conceptualizes concepts of distance. And even something as, you know, you look at the globe, you just spin the globe around and you stop and you look at Japan, you're like, shit's fucking tiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, it's not. <laughs> it's, it appears yeah. tiny, but there is a lot of land to cover in such a small space. And, and like the closest allegory that people may or may not be familiar with is like the Balkans or that section of the world for a lot of the same reasons. Mountains are difficult to cross, mm-hmm. yo. And Japan and the Balkans are very mountainous regions. It separates things. Uh, it creates isolation and only contact during seasonal periods. And that's big part of Japan, Japan's development history. And it did allow for different cultures to emerge on a very tiny space. I think a lot of people who haven't lived within shot of mountains don't quite understand how big mountains are. <laughs> yeah. And how much of an obstacle they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and uh, for those of you who uh, who live on the East Coast, we're talking about mountains, not uh, those gentle, gentle, large hills you have there. Yeah. <laughs> although they although we're the not Appalachians, gonna... they have hollers or something. Oh, oh don't be shaming the Appalachians, no my friend. Don't be shaming the Appalachians. <laughs> See, the Appalachians aren't as high, but nope. they are deep. Yep. <laughs> I believe the term you're looking for is geriatric. Oh, shots fired. Shots fired. Oh, we just lost Tennessee. Maybe Kentucky. Sorry, folks. The one thing that revisiting the uh, Japan book really awakened in me, weirdly enough, was this urge to grab Riff's Russia. Yeah. And Riff's Japan mm-hmm. and to do a Riff's version of the Russo Japanese War. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's interesting because uh, I am looking forward to some of the books that we have coming up. I have no experience whatsoever with Rifts Russia. I've never read anything about Rifts China. I know that they're like some demon kings. And according to this book, it's a it, it is a hellish wasteland. So I'm, I'm curious to see how those actually pan out in the text. OK, so I had asked you that question. My favorite thing about the book would be honestly just the background of the set of the people the the details of the various locations the the way all of these little provinces connect with each other and how they think about each other the the whole concept of the zone and uh, i think it was uh what uh h brand mm-hmm. or the shogunate yeah. that was positioned right next to it and how they themselves had essentially <laughs> been fighting the demons so long that they themselves have become the demons kind of thing. I, I love the, the, the strange, I love that the Republic of Japan, the super, 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 super high tech place and the new empire, the super, super, super ancient low tech place. They're fucking pals. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> like they didn't go the obvious route of having them hate each other. They they just went kind of like, yeah, man, these guys could be your grandchildren. So they're cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's I love most of all in this book. I love the treatment that the setting gets. And it's not just straight up, you know, weeaboo masturbation. It's it. This seems like it could have been an anime written by Japanese people and animated by Japanese people. I can see that. I was really happy with their treatment of the samurai incidentally. Mm hmm. Like it, it felt, it felt right. Just yeah. the, just the indestructible sword. Yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah. The, the sword the, of, of, yeah. of valor and power. And I liked the concept of the gods having come back and said, Hey, this is the way that things are going to be. So like, do this shit now. Cool. And, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, okay, we're going to do it. Oh, you give it us some magic source. Oh, thank you. Gamatarasu. Thank you. Amaterasu. <laughs> yes. Kind of stuff. I love I I love I love the caste separation that they have returned to society. You know, I you know, I myself as a human, I think it's terrible. It's horrible. Case societies are the worst. But I love that they treated it with that historical lens of people in this world having read about something from the past and thought that that was the way to do it, having mm-hmm. modeled their own society upon ancient texts and lore. I and it certainly doesn't yeah. help when a all-powerful deity shows up and goes like, and this is the way it's going to be, son. And here are these swords. Have them. <laughs> Have them. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, we like sumo. <laughs> yeah. It's hard for me to pinpoint something that I would tag as my least favorite part of the book or something I didn't like. Oh, I got one. Yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah, same. Well, Matthew, you go first. Um, I liked the general treatment of of the culture and of the tech and of the weapons, but there were a couple of things that just annoyed me, like the power shirkin. Like, that is just... Eh. I mean, yeah, dude, I, I okay. realize this is yeah. an MDC thing, but so contrived. Yep, yep, yep. And that's actually reminded me, fucking glitter boys. <gasps> yeah. <sighs> Can we stop, please, making Glitter Boys that make the other Glitter Boys pointless? Yes. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> yeah, Glitter Boys should be like a um, like a like a cosmetic skin that you grind for. Yeah. Like, yes, you get the Samurai <laughs> Glitter Boy, you know? You get X yeah. Glitter Boy, you get yeah. Y Glitter Boy, but they perform very similar. Yep. I, uh, I'll ignore that tangent for a future date. Uh, the one thing I did not like about this book not enough baseball, especially when they introduced the <laughs> Republic of Japan. Not, not enough, enough baseball. baseball. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm not a baseball person, but baseball, modern Japan, baseball. That's true. I mean, I mean, I, I think they I think they left something off the table there. Just saying. Okay. Well, I think uh, that's a low blow, man. Like this book is fucking worthless. I wouldn't say worthless. I'm just I'm just saying I, I would have loved to see a shortstop OCC. Oh <sighs> man. Oh, a baseball based supplement for Rift. That's gotta exist. Like there just seems like something that would be all up in a rifter sometime. Hmm. Like also it, the glitter force is like the worst name ever. Oh god. No, we're just not gonna talk about that. You see, I already forgot it existed. And then you had to re-traumatize him. <laughs> Thanks, Matthew. I appreciate but, that. So should we talk about the Ninja Borg or not? Come I love on. the Ninja Borg. Okay, there we go. Okay. <laughs> and the Dragon Borg. Oh my God, I love the Dragon Borg. 
I love them all. Like, the, oh, no, 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 no. Ninja Juicer. Oh, yeah. Little dumb. Yeah. Yeah. The That is one thing that happens a lot in Palladium books where it's, we have this new world book. Okay, well, we're going to take the crazy, but it's way. Or, you know, the Borg, yeah. but it's way. And they just you know, slap an adjective onto an existing thing and make that an existing original thing obsolete. It's like the Samurai Samus. Uh, mm. <laughs> that was, that is the one, the singular one that I can at least appreciate as a play on words. And that's where it stops. Yep. Yep. That, and again, it's, that's, I feel that is just, Palladium was pandering to their fans, you know, the like, oh, our fans want more of this, so we're going to give it to them kind of stuff. Yep. yep. I can ignore that. The lore, the factions, the way the factions interact, the map, the the history. Yeah. It's wonderful. I will say the the atmosphere, the general atmosphere, the tonality of the writing mm-hmm. is fantastic. Yep. There's there's a couple things where I went, oh, <laughs> cute. But on the whole, like a very, very, very well thought out, well balanced world. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the Millennium Tree is there, but it is. It's as if somebody sat down and thought, what would it actually be like to role play an entire campaign in this place? Yes. And they wrote a yeah. book that would tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's wonderful. I feel, well, you know, I looked at the book. You look at the credits, and I saw C.J. Correa's name on there. So yeah, I, <laughs> I've begun to associate C.J.'s name with awesome. And again, they did this in 212 pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's solid, very solid. Yeah, good and stuff. It, and it, it's it's not Orientalism. It's not Japan Japanese fetishism, weebooism, whatever you want to call it. There's a lot of respect in there. Yes, there are bits and pieces, but Overall, especially when it came to building culture, it mm-hmm. was not, it was thought out. It was done with care. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Uh, I thought the the weapon design was very well done, uh, both with the, uh, I know we just trashed them, but I did like the design of the juicer, the Borg. <laughs> and I also liked the, the AT and the H line of, of like hand weapons. Mm-hmm. I liked the clean lines of them. It's it's a distinct it's a distinct difference to the this is your 4D6 MD weapon that most people carry. This is your, you know, because there was a lot of things that were starting to look the same to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I liked the flat planes and very minimalistic look of, of these weapons. Yeah. Well, final thoughts, folks. There was something that I wanted to talk about just a little bit more before we get to final, and that was um, the plethora of of vagabond-style characters in here. The police officer, mm. the infantryman. Mm-hmm. This had the most non-overpowered, and then a whole bunch of glitter boys, but <laughs> it had the most people doing their job in a society that I've seen. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I... I would love to play in a game one day that is like that. doesn't have to be here, but um, I would like to play. These are people moving about where great things are happening around them. And they have some 
some small connection to the great lines and plots. But, and that's, God, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. That's one of the wonderful things about Palladium is that it takes time to put you at every level of society and at every level of power. And this book gave you a whole bunch of new ones to use. I'm, 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 Matthew, you, you kick something up for me. Like, I do that. Yeah. Um, a, like, start of an eco iki movement in Rifts, Japan as a campaign focus with like that quote unquote street level riffs characters. Mm-hmm. I, I, I am suddenly really digging this. This is awesome. So like the Yakuza video games, but riffs Japan. Uh huh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I can, I can deal with that. That, that, that would be fun. Nine curtains yeah. for life. Mm-hmm. Well, folks, one question that we always ask at the end of these type of episodes is, do you need this book? I mean, if you need that feel, yes. If that's something you enjoy, then yes. As much as I love this book, as much as I love what they did with it, if I was assembling my core element riffs collection, I don't think it made a slot in that. It's got a lot to offer. But I don't think it's there for me. I will agree with this. This is one of my favorite Rifts books. It was then, and I'm glad it holds up now and maintains that position in my library. However, one thing that is constantly impressed upon you when you are reading this is how little contact that Japan has with the rest of the world. How almost... Nobody else knows what's going on there. Like various factions, when they talk about the relationships with other factions outside, they actually list off some things like the Splugorth or the New Navy or the Coalition or the NGR. And almost all of them are like, never heard of them. And this is a contained setting. This is a campaign setting all of its own. If you have a fancy of taking your... Uh, campaign in that direction or even running a campaign there then yes you need this book but if you are not going to japan specifically no you don't that's it you should still get it because it's a good book yeah agreed i forgot about all the goblin stuff oh and yeah all the demon stuff these yeah. are these are these are not eldritch these are these are trickster goblins and mm-hmm. i love that yep. yeah all of the monsters that they put bring out here are good it's it's a good book and it I think it yeah. works it works very well as a standalone book. Yeah. You don't need any other books but the core rules and this book if you want to play a game in this setting. Which is honestly one of its biggest strengths yeah. as a book. You it, you're not having to crawl through six other eight other 12 other books to yep. pull references. Yeah. So I mean it it actually Rift Japan given the requirement could actually be one of the lighter investment rifts settings. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I said you need it and I think you do. Here's why. Like if you're, if you're just going off the, the incomplete rule, the, the complete, the ultimate God words, how do they, how do you even word? Um, the ultimate is the only other book you have. Do you need this? If you had limited and you only had your base copy of the rules. I would say yes, because this is all the interactions, 
all the the parties and powers, all of the all of the monsters of all the different varieties, including the human varieties. Like, regardless of how the Glitter Boys somehow magically got here and everywhere else, taking mm. that out for a second, um, <laughs> what you said was correct. This is a, a complete setting, not one of several, but. As it, as it stands, you can put this next to the ultimate and play for the next 20 years. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I do think you should buy it. Well, that's what we got to say on it, folks. Once again, thanks for listening. If you want to help us out, then please follow some of the links that we have in our show notes. They go to various places like our coffee page. If you want to throw us some dollars or our Pinecast tip jar But if you just want to go right to the source, we entirely encourage you to not pay us any money and instead go buy this book Mm -hmm. from Palladium. You can get it online Mm -hmm. at DriveThruRPG. There will be a link in the show notes, or you can go directly to their Palladium bookstore and buy it there. Best part is they will probably sign it for you (laughs) and might insert random stuff in there that you weren't expecting. It's one of the few publishers out there of the of the well a few of the old school big house publishers who you know they're probably not super big anymore but still you can order directly from the publisher and i love that yes absolutely yeah cut out the middlemen all right folks well that was rift japan thanks for listening starships magic mystic martial arts romance. All of these can be found in A Cloak of Blades by Isaac Sher. You might have heard my name before. I've done a lot of voiceover work for Breakfast Puppies, and I've recently released my first novel. It's available on Amazon as an ebook and paperback, and you can get it for free if you have a Kindle Unlimited subscription. I do hope you'll support my work as you're supporting Breakfast Puppies. And it's been a pleasure talking with you today. Have a good one. You've been listening to The Glitter Boys, a Palladium Books fan podcast. Glitter Boys, Rifts, the Megaverse, and all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com, and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furby Guy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time. 